0: You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. New York Democrats pass congressional maps that look to give them an edge. Traffic deaths are on the rise in Connecticut, and Governor Hochul expands mental health services for New York students. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. State legislature yesterday finalized new congressional lines for the 2024 races, clearing the way for petitioning for the June primaries that started on Tuesday. Karen DeWitt
1: reports. With little debate, the lines drawn by Democrats, who lead both the Senate and Assembly, were approved, with a handful of Republican minority party lawmakers also voting yes. The vote comes two days after Democrats rejected district lines recommended by a bipartisan redistricting commission. Republicans accuse Democrats of ignoring the state's constitution. It requires the commission, known as the Independent Redistricting Commission, or IRC, to draw the maps. But Democratic Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty says the constitution also allows lawmakers to alter the maps if they believe they need to.
2: I think that sometimes even the media forgets that the legislature still has a role. We don't have to just pass whatever the IRC passed doesn't mean that whatever the IRC passed means it's a, it's perfect and would not have been open to a lawsuit on its own and so I would hope that people forget that the constitution does leave it with the legislature to make the final say on lines. The
1: revised lines are marginally more favorable to some Democratic incumbents and could present a slightly tougher challenge to some Republican Congress members who are seeking re-election. Governor Kathy Hochul says she intends to expedite her review of the maps before deciding whether to sign the legislation. And I'm not going to pass judgment on the process thus far. I've heard from a lot of people that it is an improvement from the point of view of one party and others... Uh, I'm not here to weigh in on on the political dynamic involved here. I've said I will not. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt for the New York Public News Network. A recent surge in traffic
0: fatalities has led Connecticut officials to expand police presence on the highway. WSHU's Molly Ingram reports. At least 49 people have been killed in traffic accidents this year, according to the State Department of Transportation. In response, officials say they'll station additional patrol officers on the highways that have seen an increase in crashes. Governor Ned Lamont says there's no excuse for drunk and impaired driving and urged residents to use rideshare services like Uber and Lyft. There were 322 deaths on Connecticut highways last year. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. Republicans in Connecticut are pushing back against a bill that would remove a marking from a driver's license, indicating the license holder is an undocumented immigrant. State Representative Tom O'Day of New Canaan told the Legislative Transportation Committee that changing these drive only licenses could lead to increased cases of voter fraud throughout the state. When it has D.O. on it, the registrars know this can't be used to vote. Okay, so you can use a bill you can use something else you can use yes. and and you can commit fraud that way yeah. but we shouldn't be enabling vo- f- voter fraud by making it easier to vote with this Democrats argue the do markings make undocumented immigrants susceptible to discrimination and persecution in states that don't recognize drive only licenses and could turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities An art exhibit at the New Haven Museum looks to bring together the city and Yale community. More on that is coming up. First, a message from our supporter.
1: Local support comes from Hartford Healthcare the only health system in the Northeast with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the LeapFrog Group, the nation's leading independent safety watchdog group. HartfordHealthCare.org.
0: Governor Hochul has launched a $20 million expansion of mental health clinics in New York schools. WSHU's Maya Duclay has more.
1: As part of her State of the State commitment, Hochul is also launching a Governor's Youth Mental Health Advisory Board, consisting of middle and high school students. She wants students with an interest or experience in mental health to apply now. Whether it's depression or sadness or uh, whatever, you know, self body image challenges, whatever they're dealing with now, if we can solve it now and help them have the coping skills now, they'll lead a better life later, a healthier life. The application process for schools interested in opening clinics will be held on a rolling basis. New schools looking to open a satellite clinic will be automatically eligible for $25,000. High-need schools will receive an additional $20,000, with over half of their students coming from an economically disadvantaged home. My Ducleit WSHU News.
0: A bill proposed in Connecticut would ban the sale of non-biodegradable balloons. The rule would be implemented over up to five years to give the industry time to create biodegradable options. The bill addresses lighter-than-air balloons that threaten animals and marine life in waterways, including Long Island Sound. Half Hollow Hills Central School District will deploy armed security on school grounds, joining a growing list of Long Island school districts. The school board hired the company Covert Investigations and Security to station armed guards for an estimated $1 million a year. Republicans in New York are renaming proposed legislation meant to curb what they call an unsustainable influx of migrants in the country illegally. Lakin's Law refers to Lakin Riley, a 22-year-old University of Georgia student who was killed by an undocumented immigrant earlier this month. Jose Antonio Ibarra has been booked in county jail on several charges prior to the killing. Senate Republican Leader Rob Ort says it would require law enforcement agencies to cooperate with federal immigration officials on the arrest or conviction of a non-citizen.
3: Because of New York laws, because of New York sanctuary state laws, local law enforcement do not notify federal immigration officials when they take someone into custody, even if they're here, especially when they're here illegally.
0: Governor Hochul and fellow Democrats who control the legislature are proposing billions of dollars in the budget due April 1st to deal with migrant arrivals. City of New Haven and Yale University share centuries of history and a complex relationship with race. Now, a former Yale art student has designed an exhibit that he hopes will bring the two communities closer together. It's a collaboration between the school and a New Haven museum. WSHU's
3: Ada Uzenlar reports. It's called Shining Light on Truth, New Haven, Yale, and Slavery. This exhibit's designer, David John Walker, sprinted to finish the project earlier this month. Under our feet is a path with these words.
2: You are here as a participant in the future. Uh, Please be advised that this exhibition contains complex and challenging text and images.
3: Walker created the path within a vaulted rotunda, so everything surrounds us. Banners and pictures of freed and enslaved black community members in Connecticut.
2: I really wanted the attendee to understand that it's bigger than we know.
3: This exhibit is personal for Walker. He's African-American and his family has long roots in Tennessee.
2: So this history has been, again, verbally passed down through generations of my family and, and the like.
3: Walker now lives in New Haven. He completed his master's in graphic design at Yale last year, and Yale's Beinecke Library asked him to design this exhibit. The project proved challenging. Walker says at times it was painful, like when he had to recreate ads for enslaved people.
2: It's really strange and, and really heartbreaking to read these ads for runaway um, enslaved persons. Yeah, so it's it's quite <laughs> gut wrenching, you know, thinking about this as a uh, practitioner.
3: There were times when Walker had to separate the work from the history.
2: Keep your eyes closed a bit, or attempt to denarrativize the materials in order to create the pieces that you're attempting to create
3: but the exhibit also highlights resilience new haven was almost home to the first black college in america but it was voted down by the city's white landowners and yale administrators walker imagined what if there had been a black college here so he designed a library for the school that could have been
2: this room features a little over 75 framed images of black Yale graduates. And these Yale attendees and Yale graduates possibly would have been students at this 1831 college. And so in a way, like this room serves to honor the persons that were trailblazers for diversity.
3: Walker knows that the relationship between New Haven and Yale is complex. Yale takes up so much space in New Haven and serves a different community than the rest of the city.
2: I mean, these residence halls that have been built serve as this monument to fortress and protection from the outside, which is by, based on proximity, the New Haven community.
3: He remembers the first time he brought his kids to Yale.
2: And they said, wow, this place looks like a castle. And I said, you know, it, it, it's intentionally built to look old in order to feel like the stature that is commanded over the centuries of its existence.
3: One of the reasons Walker agreed to design the exhibit was to strengthen the relationship between Yale and the New Haven community. Yale has done collaborations with outside organizations before, but it's not usual for the school to host a collection off campus like this one in New Haven. And that's important to Walker.
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt it as a a duty and a privilege to, to embark on work or graphic design work that leans into the history to say we're in the present because of the sacrifices of others.
3: The exhibit will be on display through September at the New Haven Museum. Admission is free, courtesy of Yale. Ada Uzenlar, WSHU News.
0: news from Long Island and Connecticut. You can listen on the radio or stream anytime you like with the WSHU app or on our website WSHU.org. After All Things is supported by Hartford Healthcare, And whether it's news, classical music, or podcasts like this one, they're all made possible with contributions from our listeners. So if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation to our station. All the info on how to do that is there for you on our website. I'm Sabrina Gara. Have a great rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.